And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in the dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be there thou until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt, and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceedingly wroth, and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coasts thereof, for two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremy the prophet, saying, In Ramah was there a voice heard, lamentation and weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and would not be comforted because they are not. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Some of you wish you were somewhere else, I can tell by the looks on your face. No, I'm just kidding. What a glorious day this is. We won't have an opportunity on a Sunday to worship Christ for 11 more years, right? Not a Christmas. Not a Christmas. Well, 11 more years. Oh, my goodness. The songs you picked out just touched my heart to me today. Praise, praise God. It's good. And they're not here yet, aren't they? Let's go to verse 13. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. I want to stop there. Do you know how important it is to have spiritual leaders in your family? I'm not just talking about a husband or a man who gets up and he comes to church and he prays and he gives some money and he goes home and he goes to work and he comes home and he takes care of his family. I'm not talking about a good man. There are many good men. But a spiritual man is modeled a lot like Joseph in this situation. How can you tell a spiritual man? Because in a time of crisis, he will act the way God wants him to act. That's the way a spiritual man functions. And a godly leader is ready to pray and ready to hear what God has to say. Matter of fact, he has taught himself how to spiritually hear God because it is absolutely necessary for God's protection to be implemented through a, a godly man. It's, a church is the same way. If you don't have a, a godly pastor who is willing to listen to what God has to say, then your church is in danger. It can be deceived and led astray. The same way with the family. can be deceived and led astray. This is Joseph. Why is this so important here? Why is this passage of Scripture so important? 
because we don't have, Joseph and Mary just did not have a cute little baby that was cuddly. He was about two years old at this time that you just pick up and you say, oh, isn't he the image of his father in heaven? You don't, that's not going on. This is God come in the flesh through a miraculous intervention of the Holy Spirit with Mary. And God placed him into the world. God sent his son into a war zone. Not the kind that you're used to. It's a spiritual war zone. He sent his son in flesh because that's the only way the thing that he loves the most in all of his creation, which is you and me, and every other human being on the face of the earth, he sent him because of his love for us. We talk about love in this world. We don't understand what love is. We're not willing to send our our sons and our daughters into a war zone for everybody's Everybody, not just a group of people, not just a region, but the entire world, past, present, and future. He sent him into a war zone. Where do you think your children are being born into? A war zone. It becomes even more apparent every day. The gods that were worshipped, During the time of Christ, people are finding them more and more and more. You need to understand that. Open your eyes. And so God sent his son into a war zone. Your children are in a war zone. If you do not understand what that means, come and see me. So he's asleep in the middle of the night. And God wakes him up in this dream. He says, get up. Take your child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you. For Herod is going to search for the child and kill the child. Does that sound like a a nice little event in history? Lord, let these men in this church become spiritual leaders ready and willing to listen whatever God has to say to them as it applies to their children and their family. Please let them hear this truth. Let them understand. When Joseph woke up, he turned over to his wife, and he says, I just had a dream. It was really strange. No, he didn't. It tells us in verse 14, so he got up and told his wife. He took his wife and his child, the baby Jesus, and started for Egypt. Do you know how long a trip that was? 
months. It was either a month and a half or a month. Weeks and weeks and weeks. We travel from here to Missouri in 14 hours in a car, faster in a plane. But they got whatever, they had a donkey, they broke him out and took him, the baby, because of the danger that he was in. Guess what he took? They took gold, frankincense, and myrrh. What's the lesson here? Number one, a godly man listens to God, and when he does, God protects their family. If there's a disastrous set of circumstances, guess what? God will protect your family if you're able to listen to him. I don't care how bad it gets, God will protect your family. If somebody comes to kill you as a Christian, God will protect your family. You say, I I don't know about that, Pastor. Well, we'll find out one of these days. We hope not, but it may have. Happened in Germany. They killed millions of Christians in Germany because they were Christians, burnt their, their holy books, the Bible, And all their educational books about Christ, they burn them all. You say it won't happen here. We said that when I was a little kid. I cannot believe what has happened in our world since then. It's it's bad. I don't want you to be afraid. Why? A godly man prays for his children and his family. And in that prayer life... That family is protected, and they can walk through life with the security of knowing that Jesus Christ is going to be there with them and strengthen them and touch them and love them and encourage them. It's going to happen. So they went to Egypt. They were there how long? Verse 15, until Herod died. He was the main object of the reason for leaving. I, I don't want to go here. I won't go here, but I'll just say, what are the Herods in our world today? Who wants to do away with Christianity? A lot of people. And so it says... That the Lord said that the prophet would, had, had uh, prophesied that he would call his son out of Egypt to fulfill that prophecy. What it means is God knows everything in the future, the past, and the present. And so he's going to watch what goes on and he's going to orchestrate our life. Verse 16, and Herod realized that he was outwitted by the Magi. In other words, they tricked him. No, God talked to the Magi. They were led by a dream from God. Led by a dream from God. And they got up and went a different way. This made him furious. Can I talk about Herod for a minute? 
Can I tell you what kind of people are around us now in our environment? Herod was the kind of man that nobody in Jerusalem liked him. Did you know that? He, they, nobody liked him. But he wanted some feeling expressed on his birthday. So he had several people killed so that their families would mourn and there would be feeling. That's how bad a man he was. So he gave an order to his army to go to Jerusalem and to find every boy or in or around Jerusalem, every boy that was two years old or under, and to kill him. This is a terrible message, isn't it? Isn't it awful? Think about the death of children. Think about it because you'll find out how important it was for Jesus to come. God sent his son into danger. Sent his son into danger. And he sent his son into danger for you so that you could have eternal life. I love God for that. I love that we have victory through Jesus Christ. Well, what's this mean? We're here to celebrate his coming. But my friends, we're just not here to be happy that he came. I am happy that he came. I'm here because he loves me, everlasting love. That that love. The one song we sang that moved me among the others was, he will love me forevermore. That there is no end to it. The world does not have capacity that Christ has to love one another. The 60s were wrong. If you lived through the 60s, they were wrong. The love they offered was temporal, momentary, fleeting. But the love of Jesus Christ lasts forever and ever and evermore and will never end. And he came to defeat the world's view of love and instill within us the everlasting love of Christ. Well, why, do, why does the world not love us? We're nice people. It's because we are infected with eternal life through Jesus Christ. And the thing about eternal life is that it is spontaneous. And when you come in contact with eternal life who lives in Christians, guess what? It infects them. They are affected by the fact that this person has something that they do not have or never had. Eternal life. And they don't want that to spread like wildfire. Spontaneous eruption of the love of Christ in a community, community can change it. 
It can change it, can transform it. That's why we celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ, his coming. Lord, help me say this. I don't want to say this in a negative way. I, I, Sam came in today, and, and he and his guests were the first ones in here, and, and Sam said, where's all the people at? He said, where are the people? In the 1600s, when there was a Christmas Mass, whether it was on a Sunday or not, the place was full and people stood around the walls. This is in history books. Go find it. Churches did not shut down. It was an opportunity to celebrate the coming of Christ. I thank you with all my heart that you came today and celebrated the fact that Jesus came to give us eternal life, to give us his everlasting love. Thank you, Father. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Some might say, well, where is everybody else? I don't know why they're not here. Some people are sick. Other people are out of town. Somebody asked me, are you having church? I said, well, sure, why not? Why not? We are God's people, and we want to worship God in spirit and truth. Thank you all for coming and worshiping here with us. Okay? Thank you for being here. But remember, Jesus Christ has to win this battle, and he's going to. He did on the cross, he did in his resurrection, and he will come back and finish the job because he loves us. He loves your children and your children's children. I want somebody to fight for the life of my children's children, that they may know the love of God. In Jesus' name. Caleb, come and play, play this last song. Who's those two guys with you?